Hey Ryan, how you doing? Hey, good Jason, how are you? I'm doing all right. Sorry, I was um, the reason I said to hold on for a minute was because like, I was doing some computer backups. I did something stupid the other day when I was upgrading the Mac, like the different uh, the OS update, and then for some reason my Google Drive got uninstalled, and I accidentally deleted app, all these other files that I had on my storage. Anyway, so I've been like backing it up, and then I look at the meter, and it says. Um, it says like 10 minutes to go. And I was like, okay, well, is the connection going to get slow? So I said, wait 10 minutes. And I said, okay, no, I'm not going to, let's not hold this off 10 minutes. I'll just, we'll sort it out after. You just gave me uh, some heebie-jeebies just now. My wife bought, um, I want to say iPhone, oh God, I don't know, eight. Let's say okay. it's like 2016-ish. Yeah. So in, in between phones, and it was right around that time where Apple said like, um, like, yeah, screw iTunes. It's going to be like peer to peer. So basically, you put the phones up to each other, and that's how they, um, you know, get backed up, even if you don't have a sophisticated iCloud system. But okay. I guess, I guess Mac OS and the phones were at the point where, um, if your phone was old enough, you still had to hook it up to an actual iTunes account on a on a computer on a desktop. Okay. Anyways, um. As you know, iPhones, if you kind of want them, you kind of got to call up a mall and say if they're available. And my job was to back up all of her stuff. And okay. it wasn't working. It just wasn't working um, on her on her MacBook because the OS on the MacBook was not compatible with the iTunes on the phone. So I did. I basically opened up her phone, <laughs> dragged and <laughs> dragged and dropped all of her photos and thinking like, hey, it's it's a hard drive. right? It'll work. And oh, of yeah, course, no. like, of course, like, you know, I think she had maybe 1200 photos total and maybe I captured okay. 1150. Okay. So it's just, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know I would lose my shit. She took it pretty well in the end, but like, can you imagine it's just like, Hey, your whole life's on this phone, you know, the last like seven years of your life, but Oh, by the way, you know, 50 of your photos are gone or potentially 50, videos or however the media comes up right it's 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 unsettling right just to know that like 50 photos are just lost in the abyss and maybe they were the ones you cherish or something like that so um oh yeah you um what's your exercise routine like like when i when i do exercise yeah it's um <laughs> uh so I'm like do you, do you run okay so that's the thing that's 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 perfect it's, um perfect um perfect thing to start off with i don't run anymore basically okay. if i want to get into running shape i have to kind of clear a few things so i have a number in terms of weight that i have to be for my back not to hurt for my knees okay. not to hurt i have, probably have to do a series of stretches that i've done through physiotherapy over the years um okay. I actually, I actually have gone to um, a sports doctor. Um, my friend um, told me about it's now the Cleveland Clinic, which is, yeah. you know, f famous. Um, it's famous. Famous. Yeah. It is famous. Yeah. So they took, um, they absorbed an office in Toronto. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, so the, so get this. I have been seen by the former. Maple Leafs and Raptors physician. I've gone to see him because I was adamant that years of like 
doing fake pro wrestling in high school and you know okay. all my all my little uh, moonlighting in, in combat sports and just you know hop, you know popping into gyms here and there over the years and just you know mucked around and stuff it finally caught up to me actually when i had my daughter and um yeah i just i knew it was in bad shape when i was taking her to the park and this was in 2013 so i was just you know it was only i was only um yeah i was only 31 at the time and just in bad shape so um go get checked out the great thing about the cleveland clinic is that as you know ontario healthcare can be complicated you go to a doctor they send you a referral you then got to go with this everything's done in house if you can get an appointment okay. at this clinic it's it's mm-hmm. amazing you see a doctor he then sends you into the next room where they have mris they have cat they have everything you then do your tests you then wait another half hour literally the results get um computed put in some sort of storage uh, device then get uploaded in you do everything is done in three hours as opposed to like three weeks it's fantastic okay. is this covered by ontario insurance or is it a yes yes okay yes, interesting yeah it, it is interesting it's it's kind of like a little hack right and i tell this to people all the time i believe at the time in order to see him you kind of had to say you had a sports injury so i said i had like tennis elbow or something like that <laughs> okay. uh, i sent my dad there yeah. Uh, my dad golfs. So I said, dad, just tell me you have a golfing injury. And sure enough, he has like every tenant in his right hand is just shot to shit. Oh, like, wow. yeah. yeah. But, but you know what? It, it was great. The fact that he saw him in one day. So, um, anyone that tells me, I've, I think I've sent like five people at this point. Um, everything came back that, uh, so structurally I'm okay. I just have, everything's inflamed. So where I think I have chronic this, or, you know, I, I always, every time I fall, you know, my wife pushes me around, we're horse around my, I always grab my thing and I go, oh, my ACL, right? Because I think one day I'm just going to, I just, you know me, I, I would live for theatrics. I just think one day I'm just going to have that big Kevin Nash injury where I just like rip my ACL. And it's just, someone's going to capture <laughs> it on camera and it's just going to be my moment, right? But no, everything is, everything is, um, everything is inflamed muscles, ligaments, and it's all corrected through the shit that, you have to work at, which is diet, stretching, doing your physio, all that stuff. So when I'm good, I can get myself up to run a 5k in a reasonable time. And I feel pretty healthy. So I almost did that this summer. I did it kind of the year before. So in terms of working out, it's, it's really, it's just, um, it's just self-preservation for me. I don't do it for vanity. I just do it so that I'm not hurting so I can play with my kids. So if a buddy does ask me to like, you know, I don't know, move a sofa, right. To a second floor that I can help. Right. So if I, if I have to help my parents move some furniture around or help them with their groceries, I'm just not a broken old man. Um, you know, I'm pushing 40 at this point. So I just, uh, you know, it's a constant struggle, but that's, that's basically the, the gist of my working out. It's just to kind of just get into a decent shape, you know, nothing crazy. I don't have a gym membership right now, but I'm able to, when I'm on my game, eating well, doing all the things right, I'm at a good weight um, and I feel better and the body's good. And yes, I can run. Okay. Because like, uh, so that's, yeah, no. Okay. Really interesting points you brought up. I mean, I didn't even think about all those different things you brought up. The uh, one small thing I was going to say about that clinic, the Cleveland Clinic and or whatever it's called in Ontario there, the, that branch, the way you described it. When I came to Singapore and I started just having to do, just do different parts of healthcare and stuff, I was like, oh, wow, okay. It's like that. Like, you just don't have to wait in line. Like, I mean, 
there's a line, but I'm not waiting. Like I book it months in advance and then I sit there and I wait for an hour because there's all mm -hmm. the other people in line. Like I just like, I'm here. And then it's just like, you go see the doctor and it's like running like a smooth operation. So I kind of, that was like one of the pleasant surprises. There's, there's, you know, some stuff to work out, but overall, like, um, just the idea of waiting, like we had to in yeah. Canada, like that's, that was like the mind shift I went through. Um, and I was yeah, like, okay, I don't ridiculous. have to wait. Now, now with that said, I'll say that the idea of having to actually look at health from the point of making trade-offs, like when I'm talking to an insurance salesman, when I'm talking like, cause now you're actually paying your own money. Right. So then you're actually, mm -hmm. there's a bit of judgment that goes into this too. And in Canada, you don't have to think about that. You just take it for granted. So I'll say that there's yeah. that kind of juxtaposition that was a bit of a culture shock for me when mm -hmm. I, when I left, but once you get used to it, then you realize, Oh, actually that's just how it is for just about anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Anyway. So running, no. So I've been, um, I've always been able to like exercise, like, in stretches but then i'll get derailed by something maybe it's work maybe it's family whatever I, maybe i just get lazy and then but i'll say like a good few weeks now i've been been um been able to get out and run so um i used to run at a track because i lived in an area where there was this base kind of um like kind of a local stadium so there was a track which i like to run because i just i don't know if it's in my imagination but it just feels like it's better on the knees I feel like oh it's it, just is. Nicer. it is it okay. is there's okay. um Sorry, just quick tangent. There's a Catholic school near my house where I literally hop a fence and I do not okay. care because it, it's <laughs> it's the way you should run. I mean, concrete's brutal and any runner will tell you like, yeah, get your ass to a track. And okay. I, you know, uh, I'm always waiting for a cop to show up. It's like, come on, man. Like, these are my tax dollars at work. Like, I'm not doing anything <laughs> here. Um, but yeah. And, and if I can also say like, I um, when I hear you run, especially like you're, you know, when you were in California, when we first started doing this, I'm just picturing you just classic, like opening to like, I don't know, some Grey's Anatomy um, thing. Okay. You're, just, you're, you're just running. And then after you're meeting up with someone, scrubbing a soy latte at some Whole Foods. Because like <laughs> I, I know, I know if I moved to California, I would just do every, because when I when I go to when I go to Houston, Texas, I want to do things that I think Texans do. I mean, I, okay. I do. I I, I want to fire guns. I want to go to these massive liquor stores. I want to, you know, just take me to the best <laughs> Tex-Mex restaurant ever, right? So I think in California, I would just do these things that you know Bill Maher always jokes about the liberals do out there. So, anyways, yeah. whenever I hear your running stories, I'm just picturing Jason doing like these. Um, That's funny. You know, yeah. So so, I, so okay, you you ran on a track, I, yeah. If I stayed there long enough, I might have got to that point where I'm drinking all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. That was a nice run out there in California, being elevated up in the air, running through yeah. the trees. Like you get to have that scenery of the mountains and the condo and the park in the background. But so here it's so I moved to an area where um, like I can't really find I like to have open spaces where I can run like enough where I'm not. Because, you know, if you're running in city streets, like if you're a downtown Toronto, you have to like stop for red lights. You've got to like stop for cars and there's not enough room on sidewalks for people. So that's not my kind of running. Like if you ever watched Suits, there was that one scene where you see Harvey and Lewis both running through the city. That just doesn't look fun to me. So what, I, what I've been doing is because where I used to live was have you seen, you seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. OK, so, and, you know, the and scenery my, and my wife's read all the books. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that. that. Yeah. So you know the, there's the area there where there's the water, um, and there's like the big hotel. Like actually, the final scene of the movies in the hotels. So that, so that whole area there, that's kind of central area. I mean, it's both kind of you call it the tourist area, but it's also 
where a lot of the businesses are. So it's quite wide open. So there's a lot of space. So I'm not too far train ride. So I usually just go down there and run because I haven't figured out another area where I can run where <clears throat> if I need to get somewhere quickly after the run, I can. Because I know okay. I can go farther up north. But if I go up farther up north, if it starts raining on me, I don't know where to go from that point. Um, but the but uh, yeah, so I, I go running there. I've been doing that for a bit. And um, man, like the pandemic, I think, just brought out the health in a lot of people. I mean, there's not as much stuff to do because they lock some stuff down. So now it's like when you go there, it's just tons more people running bicycle well i think the big change was the bicycles it's like everyone got a bicycle now and um oh. it's chaos bicycles all over the place uh um so when you run do you have a soundtrack or do you just run like just without sound and you just listen to like the sounds of nature no i i actually can't i'm too yeah i, I definitely need music i wish i was that okay. guy that was um <laughs> You're, um, there's this UFC fighter, uh, Tony Ferguson. He just shows videos of him just listening to his heartbeat for like an hour, and he'll post okay. this. Like, there's just that's <laughs> next level, almost almost like fake Zen. I I almost don't believe it, but he's crazy enough. So I yeah no I listen. I need music, just like I need, just like I need sour cream in, in my burrito. Okay. Like I do sell out for certain things. I I yeah no i uh music but it, it's it's funny you mentioned about music i've probably i probably have the same go-to songs for like okay 15 years now like i really yeah. do there's just some songs that just like they're just um and and not almost like the most uplifting songs like, i don't need yeah so yes so Short answer, I, I do i do listen to music so you know like the the classic trope in any movie when someone's gonna work out they're just gonna blast whether it's just rock whether it's just mm -hmm. some really strong beat to just get them going. So mm -hmm. I tried it, but I find I realized actually I find it kind of distracting. So you know what I keep going to all the time? Mm -hmm. It's Foggy Dew, you know, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. So fantastic. Yeah. I have a similar so, song that I listen to. Yeah, like I um what got me was well, I was watching on YouTube some while back the Connor walkout to Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Well, more than once, more more than one of his walkouts. Yeah. One of the most spectacular yeah. sites in sports um yeah you know if you UFC, think of, i think that was ufc 196 when he fought chad mendez yeah it was crazy and and, and it, well it's interesting because sinead o'connor i think she came on saying in vegas right but when he came out in ireland they actually just played the normal his normal track right because ireland life. right because ireland happened before 196 196 happened it was supposed to be sinead o'connor was always going to come out they had to get the guy from uh god not creed um um oh, oh my goodness it's gonna kill me um uh it's been a while stained there the lead singer from okay. Stained came out and okay. performed chad mendez and, and honestly they had nine days to like book a uh you know because i think what happened what was supposed to happen was um shane o'connor came off for connor they were going to get Rihanna, Kanye, and potentially Jay-Z for Run This Town for Jose Aldo. At the very least, Rihanna, right? At least, like, okay. these two females walking in their fighters, right? It was supposed to, oh, my God, that would have been epic. As it turns out, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor was was fantastic, too. But, yeah, she she did that. And and what's actually sad about that is she, she kind of hit rock bottom shortly after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is... Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I won't say I know deeply about the history of Ireland, but once you actually read a little bit about the that song and like the history of Ireland, and you're like, oh wow, this is not just a song you're throwing on the radio. There's like this whole meaning to it. And around that time, there was all that stuff going on in Hong Kong, so it was resonating mm -hmm. a bit. 
in a different way. So I'm like, okay, so this was pretty, it was kind of pretty inspiring stuff. So as I'm running, it's got, it's got first, it's got a track, so it's got a beat, so I can kind of, it does get me going. But at the same time, too, it's not distracting. It's not just loud noise in my ear. And it and I'll enter like a bit of a zen when you're running. Like you can focus on the run without getting distracting mm-hmm. while being inspired mm-hmm. at the same time. Because I'm flashing back both to the song is, to her doing that performance, to whatever the meaning is of that song. So that gets me going. Um, and that's kind of my go-to. And now I'm going to take a look at that heartbeat thing that um, you mentioned. because I didn't even think about that, but that's like, it is something I'll uh, think about. And so running, I wanted to, I just wanted to drop some observations. It was really interesting. When you, so when you move countries, you see different things. So one of the things that I noticed in Singapore when I came here was people run a lot. Like when I was in Toronto, I don't think it was so many of my friends that would run. It was like, there was the upper crust of friends. If I think about it, maybe it's the top one third who are like fit con they're conscious and they mm-hmm. exercise and they're diligent and they're doing everything. They're eating right, doing all that stuff. They're like, I can't live up to that. In Singapore, it's like, I'm just seeing running all over the place. It's running in the morning. It's running at nighttime because it's so hot. People don't really run in the bright day. They usually run like they'll rather run at 10 PM than 10 AM, you know? Um, and it's interesting because, you know, I would say that top third you're talking about, we're talking about in Canada, it's like that exists here too. And then the thing is that top third, it's like, I'll run across, I'll come across different friends and then they'll be like, hey, what are you up to, what are you up to? Oh, I'm going to go run a marathon. And it's like, so-and-so and so. It's almost like marathon running is like this, it's like this hobby. There's more than one marathon here. And then some people are like, they're flying to Cambodia, they're flying to Japan, they're flying to wherever to go run marathons. I've not, I'm not going to run a marathon. And I don't, when I was in Toronto, I don't remember that many people I know who are like making marathon running their thing. Do you know many people who run marathons? No. Um, I know of people that run marathons. I have uh, actually the same friend who um, recommended me to the doctor at the Cleveland Clinic. He now does cycling. Okay. And my God, just, just as brutal. I mean, any type of, if you do any of those Ironman activities as yeah. a standalone sport, I mean, it's, you're just, you're just a, you're just gluttonous for punishment. I mean, they're just grueling, grueling to to push yourself in those sports because even he now does it recreationally, but he does do races. Okay. And it's crazy what he puts his body through. Like he'll, he'll send me videos and, and whatnot. It's like, you know, it's not like house league basketball where you're like, hey guys, uh, we're all gentlemen's agreement, 60%, right? No one's gonna like <laughs> no, it's it's still like basically what the men's league version of cycling is, is like, yes, we're all between 40 and 50 years old, but we're gonna push ourselves to the yeah. max. No, nah, okay. I, I'm and, not and, doing and that. Yeah. No, but that's that's I feel like that's that's the way they're wired. And you know, he gets he showed me an accident that happened the other day, and I'm sure it happened because they were pushing each other hard, like his his bike, he okay. toppled, and then he then had three riders go, um, oh, you know, man. roll over him, right? Dun, 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 right? And he, yeah. he acted as a speed bump. And I can't help oh. but think that that only happens because they're, yeah. go, you know, they're going for the gusto, right? Um, so, yeah, no, marathon, no. But, I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, I, I could easily take my friend's drive and put in a marathon rumor. I mean, I think you have to be, you know, um, yeah. a sociopath at that point to, to, but then to here's- especially, especially think about this to do any type of marathon training where you're getting no money, 
you're not really doing it to be in shape because you are in shape. Like, there's no, like, so what are you doing it for at that point? It's, it's, it's actually a really strange goal, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You're pushing yourself, you know, you just test yeah. yourself. You're just, you're just driven a certain way. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. Then there's the other bottom two thirds. And I don't know how you, it's like, at first you, I thought it would be silly, but now in, when I think about it now, I'm like, okay, A for effort. But like that bottom two thirds, they're out there, quote unquote, running. But it's peculiar. It's like you remember Bret Hart on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, it that's what it looks like. People are kind of swinging yeah. their bodies and their limbs around. Like it's there's no ice. It's hot sun. It's the we're mm-hmm. on the equator, and it almost looks like they're trying to not run. And um, I thought it was a. Uh, it's a bit of a f- funny looking exercise when i think about it yeah but, yeah but because i'm just thinking there's no way that you're when you're running like that you're not getting your heart rate up but at the same time it's better than sitting down doing nothing so then i that's first what that's I, the thing and that's the thing right like i remember i remember so same friend yeah. um i would say nick like should i be running at this time of day what should i be eating he's like listen if you can only get your workouts in at three in the morning, then get your workouts in at three in the morning because it's anything is better than nothing. And that's true. That that that's what. So he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, what do you call it? A licensed uh, personal trainer, whatever. Certified. Okay. Anyways, um, two and, things. Well, because it reminds me. Um, yeah. I do have a Zen song for you. It's called. I'll send you the link. But experience yeah. by Ludovico Inodium butchering that okay. this was the song that played for the trailer of the ronda rousey holly home fight and it was okay. you want to talk about a song that just crescendos and no lyrics just I'm trying to think of the the instrument i play uh, definitely a piano and then probably a violin it's just it's it's breathtaking i'll take it to you i think i think you'll be a big fan of it and it was great for that trailer package that's when i first heard it mentioned and what you're talking about as well when i'm you know i'm thinking about you know you're you're talking about these guys who just have this drive whatever um i recently watched um the michael schumacher documentary on on netflix okay and it was fantastic um i think uh, <laughs> i think i have an inner jason now when i'm watching these things because you know we did a review of the last dance and we did a review of malice and, you know, and, and you're just, you know, is this a documentary for the sake of documentary? Is this typical? <laughs> the way I am, I'm like, you know what? I like good stories. I just, you yeah, know, okay. to me, it's like, if it's a magazine style show, as it turns out, it, I thought it was fantastic. I, I really thought it was. Um, I, I do recommend it. Yeah, even if you're not a fan of sport the thing with Michael Schumacher and formula one is that I had two takeaways. Number one, I mean, this guy was, they didn't say it, but it was Mamba mentality. I mean, you could have, him juxtaposed with Kobe Bryant. I mean, I felt like I was listening to the same person. Um, Michael Schumacher has this interesting, like, German English where he says words that you and I wouldn't say, but he's really, you know, German's his first language. But the words that he uses are so perfect. Um, I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, just his sound bites are just just clever, thoughtful guy. Um, His work ethic was second to none. Um, And the thing about F1 is that, yes, it's an elitist sport. Yes, it's, um, 
you know, there's no rags to riches stories in F1, right? I mean, you're going to, okay. I mean, Roberto, Roberto Duran could not have been a Formula One driver, right? He had to be a boxer, right? So Formula One, of, of course, you do need, you know, you need funding, you need access, you need all these things, much like tennis, much like golf. But, you know, the work rate that he had, it was just very, very inspiring. And I don't think F1 gets enough credit for being a big stage. It is niche, but it's also popular. The the pageantry of it, it's a weekend long. I've been to an F1 event. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Celebrities yeah. who know nothing about it do show up. It is a posh event. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a signature thing here in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god, Singapore Grand Prix and it's a fantastic track too. It's the stage is is um, you know, it's 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 Roman um times. It's it's crazy because it's so big and you know when you do win a race and they kind of pan the entire crowd, it's like my god, like this stage is massive, but you feel the weight of the eyes watching. So I, I thought it was great. I thought the comparisons between like that, that's just what I was thinking the whole time. It's like, wow, this like it, when they do, I'm sure they will do another. I know there's been Kobe Bryant documentaries. There will be another one, of course. And I think when they do, they're just gonna they're just gonna hammer hammer down on the same things about Michael Schumacher. Just diligent, would stay up late, would make the mechanics stay up late, um, all this stuff. And um, you know, I just I just thought it was awesome. And and the one thing about Mama Mentality and people who do like run or pretend to run marathons. Like, <laughs> I, I'm getting a little sick and tired of like, you know, people on like Instagram who do like, do like three minutes on a treadmill at like 12 incline and burn like 30 calories. You're like mama mentality or mama mentality. <laughs> I, I, I ate a kale salad today instead of, you know, my usual, you know, junior bacon cheeseburger. It's like, okay, you're an assistant <laughs> to a dental hygienist. I mean, congratulations for thinking that you have mama mentality, but no, it's yeah. it's it's not working for me. But um, yeah, it, so it, I, I was just thinking about all that. It's funny. Um, okay, I'm gonna look out for the documentary, and then um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know. I'll look out for it because I'm and a lot of people are talking F1. I mean, it's a big thing out here. Um, I got my house, mm. my old housemate from college from Hong Kong's flown in just to watch the Singapore F1 before. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my one of my my group mates. So they at NCI they group us into study groups in your first semester. So. One of my group mates, he was actually a, he was like an engineer with a Formula Two or whatever, like this, oh. the, the second tier. And yeah, um, he was, he's from France and he was living in Malaysia. So he had to do the Asia circuit, just traveling around every, I think it's like, he's back in KL, Kuala Lumpur for Monday to Thursday or whatever, doing his work with the engineering team or whoever he has to work with. Then it's like on the weekends, he's got to fly somewhere for a race. Anyway, so. By the time he came to Singapore, he got into uh, he's in business school, and then he he knew people who were in Formula One. So then, when it was the weekend of the F one, um, he got us passes to just go watch like the the practice, like whatever yeah. you call it, like the trials or practice before. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, practices. It's it's practice qualifying race. So yeah, probably practice okay. for Friday. Mm-hmm. So uh, was it Vettel? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. He yeah, just pointed so. at a car and, and he's just like, hey, look, there's whoever. And I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> it's Sebastian um, Vettel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, I mean, and, and the thing is, I don't know if it's the case for all F1, but, um, but at least in Singapore, it's just this whole festive weekend because they have concerts, like like 340 mm-hmm. concerts. So yeah, a lot of people just, a lot of stuff. I mean, the hotels are all booked up. A lot of stuff sort of just yeah. gets, it's just one of those things where 
because I was trying to think in Toronto, I don't think we really have anything like that where the whole city just stops what it's no. doing because no. a it's also the size of Toronto, like that this it's so sparse and just different things are happening throughout. And at the same time, too, there's a there's a festivity in the air that everything is geared around it, whether it's the theme nights of different clubs or lounges mm-hmm. or bars or restaurants or booked up or whatever. You can just feel the presence of F1 and then yeah. now for better or worse, like depending like like I lived around that city there. So the tracks so actually from my old condo, I could see like on the, some of the days you could see those cars racing through the city. But, um, but um, it's, 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 it's like, actually, you know, I'm going to, I was going to say it's a disturbance. It's, it's actually not, it's, it's not as much of a disturbance as you might expect given that the whole city's taken over. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, I, it, it depends, right? Yeah. Well, it, 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 you talk about it being a weekend event. I mean, that's basically what WWE has done with WrestleMania and SummerSlam. You have, Oh, yeah. we, first of all, WWE has Friday, they'll, they'll pretty much do their TV shows, yeah. NXT. There's a Hall of oh, Fame, Fan yeah. Fest or whatever. That'll be lumped in the weekend. You get all these indie promotions that will do their um, bookings around, you know, smaller yeah. venues around the city. You then have like guys like Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler doing like, you know, one night stand specials, you know, Q&As and whatnot. It's it's just yeah. balls to the wall. I mean, it's it's so big uh, not even close to formula one more of like yeah. uh death by a thousand cuts um yeah. but people do travel for that shit and i mean it's selling out like for sure globally, absolutely yeah. And, and, and yeah i just meant with with formula one here is more like let's say i know nothing about formula and i don't care it's like there's enough other activities on the periphery that'll keep me engaged like those concerts yes. right for example absolutely. like a lot of people just go to concerts yeah. or picnics or whatever is going on yeah. around the city so it, it generates that kind of buzz I'll throw yeah. in one little comment and I'll kind of edit it back. And I was going to say, but this last point about the fitness stuff um, mm-hmm. is the, okay. The person who's, who's like on Instagram, they're doing their workout for the gram. Yeah. I kind of get what you're saying on the same time too. It's kind of like, does it tie in back into, well, at least they're doing something. I know, but then yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll say, you know, one of the things I realized um, what might be the reason why there's like this really high participation rate in the running, even if two thirds of them are running like Bret Hart on the ice is um so in singapore they have a national fitness test for the men so it's required it's mandatory um oh my god how do, how do we get that here <laughs> so, I, oh, so i brought it up because i wanted to i was curious what you might say in, in regards to whether or not this would work and uh, or what you would have think if it were to be put in place in ontario <laughs> because because there's yeah. uh the reason is is so all the men they have to do national service requirement they have to do the military service for a couple years between high school and college mm-hmm. And then after they do this and they go off to college, do their lives. But every year they have to go back two weeks and do basically like they're in the reserves. It's like kind of basic training, keep their skills yeah. fresh. It's like the country's so small that they don't have just the benefit of only a volunteer only service because it's only like 3 million people. So all the men are until the age of like 40 or 40 something, you're going back yeah. two weeks a year. And um, so part of that requirement is just to be fit, right? You can't just mm-hmm. like let yourself go completely out of shape when you're like yeah. 30 45 years old so i had yeah. a colleague of mine who he would do this tests and i think he's i mean the thing is if you don't keep up a certain standard then you're getting marked you might get fined okay i gotta really look up because i don't know if he's exaggerating this stuff but he you know he said he had to pay a fine i'm like okay which it's a there's a strong fining component here in singapore when things go wrong you pay a fine like mm. that's completely believable um then the other part that was a bit harder for me to believe but i guess it's really the only step which is he was sent to remedial class. So it's like, if you just keep failing, if you're just not meeting your expectations, then you kind of, you got to get the guy in shape. So then he's assigned to go 
to uh, whether it's like an instructor or some kind of sergeant who's like, here, you got to get in shape. So it's you almost say it's like mandatory, mandatory fitness classes. It's like a it's like a wow. pro bono instructor. It's like so thinking about how it is back in Canada, USA, what would it be like? You just imagine how many people at age like 45 or 38 are just being forced to go to class, say whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Obviously, I have I have strong opinions, but then like, <laughs> you know, my my dad is just a broken down man. He, you know, he he dropped out at I think he dropped out at I think he was eleven years old, which you could you, you could in Portugal you could drop out at like ten or eleven. Your parents would just basically sign um, a letter saying that like you know my son's not going to continue with school. However he will be learning some sort of trade and he was working for like Citroen at like 12 years old, just, you know, mm. made no sense. But so he's, you know, those, Oh, I had to, you know, I had to walk in two meters of snow, 30 kilometers there. And back. Okay. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Some, you know, parents exaggerate, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's inst instead of not going to school, he, he worked at a very young age and worked hard and worked many hours. Oh, okay. And as a result, his body, did break down and you know he's in the shape that he is both um you know in in size and injury and whatnot so yeah okay. do i really want to punish those people who kind of like are the backbone of you know i don't know the, the yeah almost do you know what i mean that type of thing but at the same time you know well, that's a different yeah yeah i wasn't really thinking but, of that but, i was but, thinking but, of but, more but, but at the same time, nothing. No, but again, with my, oh, I'll, I'll be critical That's of my father. Point. I have no problem with doing. It. He doesn't listen, anyways. I will say that he, um, yeah, like dad, you should have had more salads. Like you know, there's just, <laughs> you, you know, maybe not three glasses of wine on a Friday night. Like there's, there's absolutely things that maybe not penalizing people for dietary choices and and whatnot and, and maybe not punishing those who chose to live a certain life but you know maybe the ones that kind of you know do go their way yeah. like yeah like two thirds carrot one third stick two thirds carrot one third stick type of thing Most yeah exactly for good. yeah i think a lot of insurance plans do that kind of stuff actually um at least at least here um you get kind of incentivized to live certain ways 